Hey everyone, we are so glad that you have joined us today. I want to welcome all of you in person, everybody that's joining us online. And before we jump into what we're going to talk about today, let me tell you about an event coming up next Sunday. Next Sunday, we are doing a what we're calling a Conversations Live Q&A event online. It's uh, a parenting, for lack of a better description, a parenting Q&A. Uh, my wife Donna and I are going to be leading it, and we're going to be taking your questions, and it would be great for grandparents too or anybody who uh, is influencing children, but I'm telling you, this is going to be a great experience for us to kind of journey together. All the details are online, our website, our app, you can go there. You can even submit your questions ahead of time, but we'll be taking questions not just ahead of time, but live at 7 p.m. next Sunday we will be talking about the adolescent years, teenagers and beyond. And then at 8 p.m. next Sunday evening, we'll be talking more about the younger years, toddlers, elementary. So if you've got questions and all that kind of stuff, we don't have all the answers, but um, we, we would love to journey with you as we seek out the answers and guidance together. So we'll remind you next week. The reason we're doing this is just a part of our brand new series that we're calling Raising Adults uh, because kids grow up. They just do. And the end goal is not for us to raise big kids, right? I mean, nobody wants big kids walking around. Uh, that kind of defeats the purpose. We want to raise adults. That's what we're doing. That's what we're going to talk about. And this series is for anyone who has influence into the lives of the next generation. Anyone who has a connection with the next generation. Each of us are going to be listening to this in the next three weeks through different filters and different lenses. The most obvious would be those of you who are parents, parents of children of any age. You will be able to take these principles and I believe use them for what your experience as a parent. But maybe your filter is more of a grandparent. This is going to be great for you. Maybe it's not a parent-grandparent. It could be that you're uh, an aunt and uncle or a school teacher in elementary, middle school, or high school, and you're connected to the next generation. Or maybe you're a coach or an employer trying to figure out how to employ the millennial generation. Fun, fun, fun. Or, or perhaps you're a small group leader in Kid Summit or Impact all of us are going to come to this with different filters and different lenses, but I believe this is going to be very helpful as we journey together. Why is this important? Why does this matter? Why do we take three weeks and do nothing but talk about raising adults? Because there are these guiding principles that God has given us in his word, these truths that ground us, that we build our, our framework around Passages in the scriptures like this, as we see King David writing in the Psalms that children are a gift from the Lord. Isn't that beautiful? Children are a gift from the Lord. Makes you kind of want to go, oh. Except for that parent that asked me one time, is it okay if you have moments where you want to give them back? It's like, shame on you. No, I think all of us have had moments where we're like, yeah, Wow. This is, a, is this a gag gift? Or, I'm, I'm just sorry, that, that's bad. Children are a gift from the Lord. And because children are a gift from the Lord, these things matter. In the wisdom of King Solomon in Proverbs, we're told to train up a child. Train up a child in the way he should go. 
And when he is old, he will not depart from it. That's good news. When he is old, he will not depart from it. The bad news is we're not told how old. <laughs> right? So you're like, how old? How old before all of this pays off? You know? I mean, okay, that's, that's not something that's spelled out. But it is something that is a, a promise. This is, is an encouraging foundational truth. So that's why we train up. That's why we train up. That's why we do what we do the way we do with the next generation. We go to the New Testament, and we are reminded as fathers and parents, not just fathers, it's addressed to fathers because it was first century, patriarchal-driven society. That's everything kind of was back then. But it applies to parents. Do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up. The training, coaching, bring them up with the discipline. Boy, there's a forgotten word, right? The discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. That This is why all of this matters. This is why this series is important. This is why we go to such great lengths to try to figure out how to invest into the next generation. Because they're a gift and we're to train them up. We're to instruct them in ways that is honoring to the Lord because it changes the trajectory of their lives. This is going to be a very different kind of series. I'm just going to let you know up front. This is unlike any series that we've ever done here at the Summit and I've ever done as a pastor. What I'm going to be doing in the next three weeks, starting in the next few minutes, is I'm going to be sharing principles with you. Principles that I have learned and that I am learning, that my wife Donna and I have learned and that we are learning still. After 25 plus years of parenting and after 26 plus years of walking beside parents as a pastor and a pastor's wife, we sat down and we started talking about, here's the things we've learned. Here's the things that I think I'm ready to start talking about. We just married off our last kid last a couple of weekends ago, right? So like, all right, now let's talk about what just happened over the last 25 or so years. So the next three weeks, I'm going to be sharing with you 15 principles, five each week. And I'm just going to let you know, it's going to feel like you're drinking from a fire hydrant, okay? Because this is going to be a lot and we're going to keep moving. But this is not to be something you like, get it. I heard it one time, I get it. Some of this is going to be you know, not new to you. Some of this is going to be very new to you, but this is meant to be a series that you come back to from time to time as a resource to remind you and to guide you of principles to help you as you are raising adults. Ready? Here we go. One, number one, know the season you are in. Maybe like, what's that got to do with anything? Oh, it's got to do with everything. Know the season you are in. As a parent, as a grandparent, as a coach, as a teacher, as an aunt, as an uncle, know the season. And the season you're in is determined by the age of the kids that you are investing into, that you're raising, that you're training. And you may be in multiple seasons all at once, depending upon the age of the kids, but you at least need to identify the season that you're in. Why? Because life changes from season to season to season, and the seasons keep moving. Let me give you just the categories. Here's general categories, and different people have different categories. These are mine, okay? Here we go. CEO, manager, coach, advisor, and sage. When your kids are really, really, really little, like babies and toddlers, you're the CEO. What you say goes. <laughs> Where's that's the way it's supposed to work, right? 
You call the shots. They can't do anything for themselves. They just kind of make messes, go around, and just, they're completely dependent on you for everything. The CEO, you got little bitty, little bitties. That's who you are right now. Understand, that, that's your world. But eventually, they're going to get a little bit older, and you'll become more of a manager. Kind of like, you know, they're going here, you're taking them there, you're taking them there, you're taking them there, you're taking them there, and getting them there involved in all these kinds of things, and you're managing their life, right? It's exhausting, right? But it's just part of it. Then they get a little bit older and become, you know, middle schoolers and high schoolers, and you become more of a coach. A coach, where you want them to run to plays now. Okay, you're teaching them, and you got to learn how to do this for yourself. You got to do this for yourself. You got to learn how to do this for yourself, and you're kind of telling them, run this play, run that play. You're still the coach. I mean, in any moment, you can tell them, drop and give me 25 right now. But, but you're coaching them. You're coaching them. You're wanting them to learn. You're wanting them to learn. And then, and then you become, as they become adults, you become an advisor. This is the season that my wife, Donna, and I are currently in, ad- advisors, where, where, where you're there to give them advice, to, to say, you might want to think of this. You might, have you thought of this? You might want to think of that. Have you thought of that? You might want to think of this. Be careful of this. Don't make the same mistake we did here. And then eventually, when you get old enough and wrinkly enough and saggy enough and baggy enough, you become a sage. And you just sit in your easy chair and they just come to you for wisdom and money. Yeah. Maybe some of you are there. It's a, it's a great season, I, I hear. It doesn't last very long because eventually you die. But anyway. <laughs> know the season you're in. The reason why this is so important is because the season you're in determines what you will experience. The season that you're in determines what you can do and what you can't do. There are certain things you can do in certain seasons and certain things you can't do in certain seasons. Based upon the season you're in, some things will be no now but not forever. Based upon the season you're in, some things will be yes now but not forever. Know the season you're in and talk about it. Make it a part of the conversation because it'll, it'll affect the commitments that you can make. It'll affect the hobbies that you can have. Yeah, it changes seasonally. It, it, it'll affect the activities, the job that you can have and what you can do in your job, whether or not this is a good time to travel, whether or not this is a, an appropriate time. It'll, it'll change the way you spend money. And, and don't y'all think, man, this season is expensive. Maybe the next season is less expensive. <laughs> I haven't found that to be true yet. You just spend your money on different stuff, right? You're like, I can't wait for our diapers. And like, oh, that, that'll get replaced with something else. And you know, I can't wait until we're through that, you know. And then you buy a car, right? And then you do a wedding. <laughs> wait, I'm sorry, I, I just twitched. I, I'm recovering. Yeah. The season you're in is so important because they change. Know the season you're in. Number two, reach for the ideal, but embrace what is real. Parents of any age child, grandparents, listen, coaches, teachers, employers, reach for the ideal. Nothing wrong with shooting. Shoot for the stars, man. Reach for the ideal. But you have to inevitably embrace and deal with what is real. For them... And for you, for everybody involved, right? Shoot for the ideal as a parent, but then you got to deal with who you are and what you got to work with. Shoot for the ideal with the kids, but then you got to deal with what what you have in front of you. The ideal, oh, let's become parents. Isn't that going to be great? Oh, it's just going to be great. 
She's going to be just like we see here on the show. We're watching. Oh, let's, I want to become a teacher. The ideal. Oh, I'm training young minds. I want to be a coach. Yeah. And we're going to win the championship. And it's going to be great. And when they're, when they're off and old, they'll, they'll come back and they'll speak at my funeral. Because I want to be a coach. That's, that's all great ideal stuff. And nothing wrong shooting for that. But then reality sets in. You with me? Have you done this long enough, like more than 30 minutes, to realize reality, a wake-up call, things happen you don't expect, no one told you about, no one told me about this, mom didn't tell me this, grandma never told me this would happen, no one ever warned me for this, no one told me this was possible, all the unexpected things come crashing down on you, and reality sets in. Comedian Ray Romano says it like this, having children is like living in a frat house. Nobody sleeps, everything's broken, and there's lots of throwing up. Yeah. Reality sets in, and you have to embrace it. No matter what is going on in your life right now, in regards to the next generation, children, grandchildren, students, your team, look at your situation and tell yourself, this is is my reality. You can't hope it away. You can't wish it away. You can't blame it away. You can't shame it away. You can't wait it away. This is your reality. Embrace it. Embrace your situation. I do want to remind you, though, that embracing what is real, you need to keep this in mind. Social media, while a great tool, is not your friend. It's not your friend. Because what you do on social media, Facebook, and especially Instagram, Instagram's quicker. You know, you just flip through and all the people you follow that and you follow people in your same, you know, in, in your same stage of life. We tend to do that. You're looking at everybody else that's got kids the same age as yours or in the same stage of life that you're in, and you're going, must be nice, must be nice, must be nice, must be nice. Oh, what's wrong with me? Why can't why don't our kids smile and look happy like this? I don't know, because you're the parent. <laughs> I mean, look at them. They're always, they get along. Look at them. Look at them. Oh, man, look what they get to do with their time. Look what they get to do now. I mean, I'm that age. We should be able to do that. Why can't we do this? Why aren't we? And it's not your friend. See, in social media, you see everybody else's best while you deal with your real. You see everybody else's best, because that's all they post. Even when they tell you, you know, messy hair, don't care. Right? It ain't. No, 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 no. Don't buy that. Don't buy that from her. Don't buy that. Don't buy that from her. Because, all right, that's not the real her. That's the her she's given herself permission to show you. She wants you to think, no, no. No, it's not. It's, you're getting their best. And then you deal with your real. And comparison will kill you. It'll kill you. It'll keep you from embracing what is real. My wife Donna and I were talking about this. Matter of fact, we talked through all these principles. And a lot of what I'm saying comes from her because I'm like, hey, what should I highlight here, and, and she hates the stage kind of stuff. She's more of a behind-the-scenes person, but, but trust me, what's coming out of my mouth is, is very much um, due to a lot of her wisdom and insight. And she said, you know, the thing about comparing, she said, Jonathan, make sure you point this out, that in order to compare fair, in order to compare fair, you have to compare all of it. That means you have to know, you, you, you got to compare the whole thing from, from beginning to end. In order to compare fairly, you got to compare the whole thing. 
And in order to compare the whole thing, you have to know the whole thing. You have to know all. And Donna said, since you don't know all, just stop comparing. Because you don't know the whole situation. You think you do. You don't know what's really going on behind the scenes in their life. You can't compare. You can't compare fair. Just stop comparing. Focus on your reality and, and be thankful for them for them. Like cheer them on and you focus on yours. Sometimes real will be very close to ideal. Those, those times will come and you'll be like, ha. Ah. But a lot of times your real could not be farther away, light years away from the ideal and you embrace it anyway. It is your reality. Number three, openly admit your failures. Openly admit your failures because you're not going to get it right every time. Matter of fact, there's going to be a lot of times you don't get it right. Openly admit that. You say, well, I'm supposed to, hey, I'm the adult here. I'm the grown-up. I'm the coach. I'm the teacher. I'm supposed to, I'm the parent. I'm the grandparent. I'm supposed to have it all figured out, right? And they come to me, no, no, no. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to have accidents. And sometimes you're just going to straight up do something wrong on purpose because you're a sinner. And when that happens, openly admit it. They know it anyway. Hey, coach, they know when you were in the wrong play. Hey, hey, teachers, they know when you forgot and you're pushing it off on them that they forgot. Hey, hey, grandparents, they know. Parents, they know. They know when you mess up. So openly admit it. They see more than you think they do. See, your weaknesses will show themselves automatically. If you want to show them your strength, then come to grips with when you need to ask for forgiveness and own what is yours. And say, you know what? Could you forgive me? I'm sorry. I lost my temper. You know what? I'm sorry. I was wrong. You're right on this. I jumped to conclusions. You know what? That's not your fault. That's my fault. I lost that. I misspoke. You just fill in the blank, whatever it is. Openly admit it, ask for forgiveness, and model that for them. Do you know the greatest teaching moments? The greatest teaching moments that you will have with the next generation will come out of failures, not successes. Almost 100% of the time, the greatest teaching moments that you will have as a parent, as a grandparent, as a teacher, as a coach, will be when things go wrong and it's your fault. And you can say, now you see what I just did here. I am so sorry. I should not have said that. I should not have lost my temper. I should not have done that. I should not have assumed that. I was wrong, and I need you to forgive me. Now, now I want you to not make this same mistake. Your greatest teaching moments will come out of when you've screwed up, not when you've been wildly successful. Openly admit your failures. Hey, and by the way, side note, real quick, this is very important. Hey, adult children, listen up. And everybody in here is a child of somebody. Just a hunch. Be gracious with the adults that raised you. Because they're not perfect. Be gracious with them. Well, I can't believe, and this is, I'm, and this is their fault, and I've got all this baggage. And then you're probably right. You're probably right. 
but be forgiving because one day you'll be where they are hoping as you openly admit your failures that you also can experience forgiveness yourself. Number four, this is so important. Ultimate success is not determined by current reality. Ultimate success as a parent, as a grandparent, as a teacher, as a coach is not determined by your current reality, by the current behavior of the kid, by the current situation you're dealing with, and by the current feelings that you're having. Sometimes the feelings are good. Hey, things are going pretty well. It'll get challenging. Or the current feeling of, oh, this is awful. This is a disaster. I'm a horrible parent, and I got, our kids are broken. Sums up. I mean, what, this, my family, what, what's going, I mean, this is awful. Ultimate success is not determined by your current reality because current reality can be scary, it can be exhausting, it can be discouraging. And you will need to remind yourself over and over and over and over and over and over. The story isn't over. Their story isn't over. The story isn't over and their story isn't over. It's so important when those toddler years and you, oh, you're just chasing. It's all you're doing is just chasing, right? In the elementary years, it's just one question after another. Yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. Teenage years, and you can't get anything out of them. College years, beyond, you're like, you did what? You bought what? Hmm, that's interesting. That's interesting. Good luck with that. Ultimate success is not determined by what's going on right now. Understand that when you're raising adults, this is a journey of heart shaping. You are shaping hearts. This is not about momentary behavioral modification only. This is not just trying to get them to stop doing that. Stop saying that. I need you to do this. I need you to pick that up. There's a time and a place for that kind of stuff. We'll talk about some of that stuff in the next couple of weeks. Won't that be fun, fun, fun? But it's about shaping hearts, not just about getting them to do certain things. And I don't know anybody. I don't know any parent. I don't know any coach. I don't know any teacher. I don't know any grandparent that has done this well, that has gotten, and even those who didn't do it well, that have gotten to the end without some detours and a lot of scars along the way. If you're scrolling through Instagram and Facebook and reading those posts, as you see the flawless parents, you're seeing a fake. You're seeing a phony. You're seeing only what they want you to see. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know. And they don't know what's really going on in your life too. Aren't you glad? But encourage yourself. The story's not over. Their story's not over. This is about a journey of heart shaping. There will be rough days and rough moments and rough weeks. What this is about is persistent and purposeful patience with the process. Persistent and purposeful patience with the process of raising adults. Number five, and the last one for today, invest into what they are into. Invest into what they are into. This is kind of, this one's, this is not a, rocket science. Should come pretty natural to us. But there's a reason behind it. And I'll, I'll get to the reason here in just a second. But you invest into what they are into, not because you're into it too, 
You invest into what they're into because you're into them, right? You love them. You do this for them, and you will do some crazy things for them. And that's good. That's good. And if you were to walk into the houses that we've lived in through the years and walk into the bedrooms that our girls, we had two daughters. We still have two daughters. Walk into the rooms that they grew up in and just scratch the paint on the wall and keep scratching. A kaleidoscope of colors will appear because we have painted their rooms every crazy color in the world. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. I remember the crazy camo phase. Camo everything. We couldn't find nothing. You'll get that later. It was camo everything. I remember we were on a road trip. Road trip. Family road trip for 10 days. We did a couple of those. It was fantastic. We loved to travel. All the fun. And we were leaving Memphis, coming back home, headed to Nashville, listening to music that they wanted to listen to. Our girls were younger teenagers than one of them. Uh, I think it was in middle school, and a Jason Aldean song came on, talked about some stupid water tower in Paris, Tennessee. They were like, hey, how far are we from Paris, Tennessee? I just kept driving. <laughs> and Donna said, I don't know. Let's look it up. And I'm like, you did what? <laughs> and so we took a three-hour detour between Memphis and Nashville and found this stupid water tower in Paris, Tennessee, and we took a picture with it. Right? You do crazy things. You do stupid stuff right? because you're invested into what they're into, not because you're into what they're into, because you're into them. And here's why you do this. Here's why. It's not about just keeping them busy, and it's not just about doing what they like. Here we go. Here's the purpose. So that they will become well-grounded, not just perfectly well-rounded. I hear parents and grandparents, and I want to expose my kids to this. I want to get them into this. I want to get them into that because I want to be well-rounded. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. But what's more important is that they become well-grounded. This is about what you instill into them, their character. This is why you invest into them, their character. Not just what you get them involved in. Not just what you expose them to. You see, being well-grounded is about who they become. Being well-rounded is just what they like. That's the stuff they like. This is the stuff they do. And so parents... Grandparents, we exhaust ourselves. Coaches, teachers, we exhaust ourselves. Exhaust ourselves trying to expose our kids because we want them to have wings so they can fly. That's wonderful. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. There's a time and a place for that within reason. But what's more important is that they will be well-grounded and we give them roots, not just wings. When you're raising adults, they need roots and wings, but they need roots before you give them wings. You have to ground them in their character, who they become, what's important. And as followers of Jesus, that brings us all the way back around to the foundational spiritual truths that we're to train them up in ways that are honoring to the Lord. And all these principles are things we keep in mind to help us get to that end. Invest into what they're into. It's about, yeah, it's about their dream. Invest into their dream, not just your dream, right? Because you have a dream for your kids. You have a dream for your family. You have a dream for your team. You have a dream for your students. 
But the idea here is to invest. And you invest into them with your time and your schedule and your energy and conversation. And yes, you ready for this one? Money. Money. You spend ridiculous amounts of money over the years, sometimes on ridiculous things. But it's not really ridiculous because you're investing into them, because you love them, and you care for them. They are the gift. This next generation is the gift from the Lord. And we train them up. And these principles are things that we learn. Most of them are not new. You know a lot of this. Next week, what we're going to do is we're going to cover number 6 through 10, 15 over three weeks. These are the things to come back to and talk about his parents and his grandparents and his family. And over and over and over again, we come back to these principles. You never outgrow them. You never outneed them. Next week, the principles we will talk about will be more on the behavior side of things. So that'll be fun. But for now, take these five and be thinking about raising the adults that God has put in your life in whatever filter that you're seeing this through. I want to pray for you. I want to invite you to pray for those children, young ones, old ones, adult ones, in your life the next generation you're investing into as you continue to raise them in ways that are honoring to the Lord. Father, thank you. Thank you for the gift of the next generation. They are worth all of the time and all of the energy and all of the investment. Thank you. Thank you for my children. Thank you for the grandsons that you have brought into our family. Thank you for those who invested into my life, into Donna's life. Thank you for the parents and the grandparents here, the teachers and the coaches, the small group leaders that are in these seats. As we all invest into the next generation, may we be guided by these kinds of principles as we seek to train up. as we seek to bring them up in ways that are honoring to you. Help us to recognize the season that we're in. Embrace what is real. Admit our failures. And Father, ultimately, as we invest into them, we invest into them because we care so much for them. Father, I ask that you would help this church as we invest into the next generation. Help them become not just well-rounded, but well-grounded in the faith and in the things that matter the most. In Jesus' name, amen.